The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. BYD is coming to Ireland, a new EV from Ford, and all the latest motoring news is on hand now from our motoring correspondent, Ger Herbert. Ger, good morning. Good morning, Anton. BYD is significant, isn't it? Yeah, this is a really interesting company. They're probably one of the biggest car makers in the world and yet so few people have heard of them. The BYD stands for Build Your Dreams. Now, they're essentially a battery company that happened to make cars. They started life in 1995 making batteries. They make everything from forklifts to buses. Um, But they're really interesting in the sense that, first of all, they have their own batteries. They developed them completely and they're cobalt and nickel free. So they're supposedly, they, they last much longer and they're supposedly more stable and therefore safer than, than the traditional batteries that we use. And the other thing as well is they make their own semiconductor chips. So they literally control their entire supply, their entire um, supply chain. So in that sense, they're, they're, they're what's known as the most vertically integrated car company in the world. Very, very interesting. The product they'll bring into Ireland is the Atto 3. Um, and it's basically a mid-sized electric SUV, sort of the size of the Kona or the Peugeot 2008. Which is sort of the sweet spot for the market, isn't it? Absolutely. But the thing that would be key is the price. And we don't know what that would be. It'd be very interesting to see. I suspect myself it'll be sort of 30, 31. Um, but we'll see. So, you know, but definitely a very, very interesting company to come into Ireland. It's coming in through whom? Is there Who's the distributor? MDL who handle uh, Mercedes. Now, I would doubt very much they'll use the same uh, network of dealers. I'd imagine they'll have new dealers for this, but this is all to be announced in the next two to three weeks. Um, but yeah, really, really interesting. What about things like um, after-sales support and service? Because if you look at some of the things, like if you take e-bikes as a case in point, Bafang as the, the uh, battery and, and motor manufacturer, super, superb motors, but you, you kind of need to know what you're doing to get follow-up support. Will the same be likely with BYD? or will it operate just like any other manufacturer? It'll operate just like any other manufacturer. Yeah, there's no reason to believe anything different, yeah. But I mean, they've made inroads in countries that they've moved into now. They're available in some European markets at the moment, but they're really, really one to watch. And we may be dependent on them and their EV brethren uh, sooner than we might think because the UK ban for combustion engines for 2030, they are absolutely pinning their colours to the mask and that may be a de facto ban for us as well. This is a really interesting one. If anything, they've dug their heels in even more since the EU came out and said, right, there's an EU-wide ban for 2035. Obviously, this left them some scope to kind of think, well, we won't, we go with the rest of the EU. Obviously, because it's the EU, they've decided we're not doing it. But they had been um, expected to allow plug-in hybrids and hybrids continue till 2035. They're now saying that's not going to happen either. They're actually going full electric by 2030. Now, it will be a de facto ban for us because our car manufacturers really going to supply one little market in Ireland that's one little market in Europe that's right hand drive I can't see it so it'll certainly severely impact on the sort of cars that are coming into Ireland from 2030 There's not I, I wouldn't have thought it was that big a deal if you're making let's say right hand drive for the Australian market is it that logistically complicated and costly to fill a ship with a few of them and send them in our direction will they just not bother Well the thing about it is so much of ours now just comes from a UK we're almost classed as a UK subsidiary that would be the really bit the big issue and some manufacturers will some won't but we will definitely see an impact of, but look it's seven years away who knows what the Brits will do And what's the expectation in terms of the legacy combustion engines how long will they last and how long will the infrastructure of things like petrol stations last as that diminishes do we know? Okay what the EU are looking at is if you put a ban in place by 2035 given that the average lifespan of a car is about 15 years their plan is to get all petrol and diesel cars off the road by 2050 
That's what they're looking at. Now, that's assuming that you'll be able to buy a car in 2034 that's petrol or diesel. I would imagine, that, you know, we're going to have hybrids and mild hybrids. That I can't see how you'll buy a regular petrol or diesel car by then. But that said, the likes of Volkswagen, who are investing huge amounts of money in electric cars, they see by 2030, 80% of their sales will be EV in Europe. 20% will still be petrol and diesel. So, But it does mean that within 20 years, the range anxiety will be reversed. You'll be leaving the house and planning, where is there a petrol station? <laughs> Or do you take a jerry can in the boot if you want to get anywhere? What do I do? Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. But uh, yeah, but I mean, there, there's the expectation is you'll still be able to fill them normally and everything. But obviously, if they're not on the road, what would you need them for? Um, a lot of, obviously, manufacturers committing heavily to EV, Ford being um, prime amongst them and getting rid of a lot of what were their small car offerings in favour mm. of EVs. There is a new one that they are bringing to the market about which there is some interest. Yeah, this is the Ford Explorer and essentially it's a joint venture with Volkswagen. So it's the underpinnings of the Volkswagen ID4 and it's the same platform as the 5 and the 6 and the 7 and whatever. Uh, the 6 anyway. Um, and this, now, it looks like a really big, chunky Ford Explorer from the States. It's not actually. It's quite, like, it's the size of the ID4, so that's kind of a mid-sized SUV. Price-wise, I think you're looking at around fifty thousand. It's supposed to come in under the Mach-E. You know, their other, their all-electric car, which starts at sixty-seven, I think it is. So it's yeah, it's under that price range. But I'd still say now they haven't confirmed pricing. I'd be looking at around fifty thousand. Um, um, range-wise, about four hundred to five hundred, depending on which battery op- option you go with. But I mean, it's an interesting one because it's an American name but for a European market. So you wonder where they're going with that one. Having got rid of the, you know, the names like the Focus is on the way out, the Fiesta, you know, the, the names that we would associate with n- Never mind with just the names. It is also, I would have thought, a fairly significant upmarket shift, at least in cost for Ford, because the mm-hmm. Focus and the Escort and the um, Fiesta were the small mass market model T of their the era. And butter. It's yeah. hard to look through their current range and see an equivalent. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. And even the Mach-E, I mean, to pay that sort of money, even if it's an electric car and it has the Mustang badge, take away the badge and like literally there's no semblance of a Mustang <laughs> V8 with an electric car. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're definitely pushing it. Ger, as always, thank you very much. That is motoring correspondent Ger Herbert. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.